Today's scripture lesson comes from John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. And, and here Jesus is teaching his disciples, and he says to them, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. On this past Friday at a gathering of United Methodist church leaders from around the globe, one of our bishops, Elaine Stanofsky, I hope that's right, um, she delivered a sermon where she challenged the church to live into the resurrection. Now, this might seem like a strange thing for me to start out with since just last week Brian preached on Pentecost about the coming of the Holy Spirit to empower Jesus' disciples. But when I was listening to the bishop's sermon and thinking about today's text, I realized that when it comes to Pentecost, We can't make it a reality until we make the resurrection a reality. Bishop Sunoski kept saying, we have to come out of our tombs. Out of our tombs and into the arms of the Holy Spirit whom whom our Savior has sent us. But I think the scary part of what Pentecost means is that we have to routinely come out of our tombs. That means that we have to intentionally walk out of the tombs away from our fears. We have to walk away from what we know. And we have to walk Walk away from sin, telling sin that it cannot hold us there. But we like to think of ourselves as powerless. Powerless to to sin, powerless to, to what this world offers us. But Pentecost is the reminder that God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit. We like to think of ourselves as unworthy of this gift. And yet God has already given us this gift. God has already declared us loved and worthy and redeemed. God is saying, just come out of the tomb. See that your Lord lives. And walk into the arms of the Holy Spirit that I have given you. 
as Brian pointed out last week, the Holy Spirit is the forgotten God. And I'm going to be a little honest as to why I think that is. I think the Holy Spirit is often the forgotten God because, first of all, in, in the Gospels, Jesus told his disciples that we will be able to do even greater things than what is recorded Jesus doing in the Gospels. Us, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We like to count ourselves short. And then it's the Spirit that Jesus said in today's text was sent to guide us, to show us how to live and we like to live lives about our choices. It's okay to admit that. We like to live these comfortable lives. But the Spirit was sent to lead us, to empower us, and to challenge us. To step out into waters that are scary and deep. The Spirit came to show us how to live, and it's a life not lived for ourselves. So that's why I think the Spirit is often the forgotten God, because the Spirit is the one continually challenging us every day. Today's text, again, Jesus was telling his disciples, I'm going to leave you soon. Can you imagine how scary that was for them? All of these disciples had left everything to follow this man. They left their jobs, their families, their friends, their homes. And here he was telling them that he was about to leave them. But then he quickly follows it up with, But I am sending you a guide, an advocate. I am sending you the Spirit of God. And this spirit will continue to be with you throughout your lives, throughout all future believers' lives. And this spirit will guide you, and this spirit will continue to reveal to you the truth of who God is every day. You know, it it sounds all well and good, the spirit coming to, to lead us and guide us. But the question is, what does that mean for us? Practically, what does that look like for us? Because what Jesus actually said, what I read, is a little complicated. And it's kind of hit and miss, trying to connect the dots. But it's essentially Jesus saying the Spirit will guide and lead you. But what does that mean for us? I think most of us go to God in prayer. And we say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I think we've all had the experience of feeling a nudge, of feeling a sense of direction come eventually from prayer. 
But something that we can often overlook when it comes to the Spirit guiding us is the power of prayer and community. Uh, Most of you probably don't know this, but I ran from my call to be a pastor for years. I did not want this because I am a preacher's kid. I have seen the beautiful side of the church, and I have seen the ugly side of the church. And in the Methodist system, pastors are told where to go, and I wanted that control in my life. And the more I prayed by myself, the more God agreed with me. Have we all had these kind of encounters with God where we pray by ourselves and God agrees with us? But I I kept feeling this, feeling like I, I needed to ask others to pray for me. I didn't want to, but I eventually did. And so I went to different people who meant something to me in my faith walk. I asked them to pray for me about this. And eventually all of them came back to me with the same answer, most of them not knowing each other. And they all said the same thing. The Spirit has moved me to tell you to stop running, but to step out of your fear. There is great power when we go to others in prayer. Because sometimes we want to avoid what the Spirit may be saying to us. But when it comes to a faith community, often and hopefully they will tell us what we may be missing. What the Spirit may be calling for us to do. But we don't just pray as a community. for our individual lives, for one another. We also pray for us as a church. I mean, we, we have to figure out who we as St. Matthews are. What is our vision? What missional opportunities should we pursue? What should we do next? How should we spend the money that all of us put in to make ministry happen? A lot of people, I think, sometimes think that it's just Andy and I praying or just us and the staff praying, what should we do? But in every decision that this church makes, it's all of us praying together. It's all of us seeking God's face, saying, Spirit, guide us, nudge us, show us who we're supposed to be as a church. I think we all understand as a faith community when the Spirit is guiding us. Like these bracelets, which if you don't have one yet, let us know. The Life Changers motto. When we introduced this, I think everyone in the church knew that the Spirit was saying something. And we are finally all paying attention and grabbing a hold. The Spirit can do amazing things through prayer, individually, and as a community. 
But often, I think in our everyday lives, we can wonder how the Spirit is speaking to us. We can wonder what we're supposed to be doing. And I've seen the Spirit speak loud and clear at times, but often it's the nudge and the tug of a heart that I think we all like to shrug off because it's really easy to shrug off these nudges that we don't want to feel. I was talking with one of our youth a few months back, and she told me about being in a grocery store and continually passing the same woman she didn't know. And every time she was near this woman, she kept feeling this nudge to pray for her. And she kept shrugging it off because that's weird. Right? It's weird. She doesn't know her. But eventually, I think she said like the fifth or sixth time she ran into this woman, she finally just went up and said, kind of almost reluctantly, can I pray for you? And the woman began to cry because she had received some pretty bad news recently. But because one of our youth listened to a nudge that wouldn't go away, that woman knew that God was present, that God lived, and that she was loved and not alone. But again, how often do we feel a nudge in the everyday and shrug it off? The reality of who the Holy Spirit is. The reality of the fact that the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost post-resurrection. The reality that the Holy Spirit is a gift to us by a living Lord who conquered death. This is a reality that our world needs to know. It is a reality that we as believers are called to live into. But it means first that we have to step out of our tombs every time we find ourselves in one. Away from the fear of being the weird person who goes up to a stranger and says, can I pray for you? Away from the fear of living differently or doing something that others think are strange, but you feel the Spirit is calling you to live differently than what this world is saying. We are called as believers to step out of our tombs and into the resurrection that is a current reality. The call to step into the arms of the Holy Spirit who is just aching to use us. What did we sing earlier? The Holy Spirit is present now. Let me, let me make sure I have this right, because I love this line. 
A miracle can happen now for the spirit of the Lord is here. It's a line from the, one of the songs we sang. I don't know if we sang it. Did we? No. I love that line, though. When you fit it in. <laughs> but it's a miracle can happen now for the spirit of the Lord is here. We as believers are called to believe in this. To believe that that is our reality, that great things can and will happen and that we get to be a part of it. Because the Holy Spirit wants to empower us. But we have to trust God to step out of the tomb. And we have to trust that the Holy Spirit is there. Just waiting to use us, waiting to nudge us. So why are we starting with this text for my faith will stand this summer? It's because if we want to have a faith that stands no matter what comes, if we want to have true faith, we have to know the reality of the Holy Spirit living in us and moving in us. We have to trust that God wants to empower even us. So we have to be willing to pray for and with one another. And we have to be willing to listen to those nudges and respond so that the Holy Spirit can move. Because we're God's agents. All we have to do is choose to respond. Let us pray. Lord, the scariest prayer I've been told is the words, come Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And that is the prayer that, that we as individuals and we as a church come now before you to say that your spirit is welcome here in our church, in our lives. Empower us, use us, help us to trust you so that the world may know, so that we may know more fully just how real the resurrection how real the resurrection is and how real your spirit moving can be. In your son's name, we pray. Amen.